This is Channel 253. In this episode of Nerd Farmer. Well, we're seeing double the number of early returns that we did in 2016. And we've been holding steady at that for um, since October the 16th. So it's very high. Uh, we've projected an 85% turnout in Pierce County, which would uh, be record-breaking. Did you know Channel 253 is member-supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. This is the Nerd Farmer Podcast, a national conversation through a local lens. Welcome to the Nerd Farmer Podcast, brought to you by Libro FM and Pacific Lutheran University. My name is Nate, and I'm your host, an American teacher abroad. Today, we have a special treat. We're calling this the Emergency Podcast. We're sitting down right now with Julie Anderson, who's the Pierce County Auditor, and she's going to tell us what to expect on Election Day. Uh, this is a big day. We've been waiting a lot of us for four years. My students who are voting for the first time have waited yeah. 18 years. And so, Julie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much for having me. And you introduced it as an emergency podcast. But in terms of what to expect on Election Day in Pierce County, no drama, no drama. Voters are <laughs> turning out in record numbers, um, but everybody is cheerful, cooperative and following instructions. I am so proud of our voters. That's the only thing that allows us to manage this historic event. And we're knocking it out of the park on every metric you can possibly measure, whether it's registered voters, the number of early voters, and the total number of ballots that we're going to be processing. I love it. I love it. I love it. So for folks who are listening who aren't from the Puget Sound area, just an FYI that Julie is the Pierce County Auditor. And so that's like the Secretary of State for Elections, but for the county of Pierce County. And Pierce County is a county that I'm from with about 800,000 people. And so we're going to talk a lot about like Pierce County, but also uh, what she says is applicable throughout Washington State and other states as well. Uh, yeah. so, so Julie, what does Election Day look like for you? Like what's your, your, your day going to look like? Uh, it's actually a string of three days, the last three days of the election. So Saturday, October the 31st, Monday the 2nd, and uh, Tuesday the 3rd are all one big um, chunk for us. That is when we uh, start to really, I mean, we have been incredibly busy with walk-in traffic because um, in the last eight days of the election in Washington state, people need to come in person to register to vote. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of steady traffic um, for the last uh, four days. Uh, but in those last three days, that's when the surge always happens. Voters are very, very predictable in their behavior. Um, and because we're managing a pandemic at the same time, we're doing in-person service during this three-day surge, we're going to have a drive-through. The ultimate social distancing is keeping people in their vehicles. That's where they're comfortable and by the way, it's going to be uh, wet and rainy uh, with 25 mile an hour gusts on Tuesday. So keeping people in their cars, it helps protect people who are living with disabilities. It protects people who might be frightened or intimidated about voting. Um, and it protects them from the coronavirus. And it um, is easier to boss people around when they're in cars than when they're trying to stand in line. You pride yourself on being nonpartisan with your work as the auditor. And I don't want to put you in a spot where like you violate that. 
That said, one of the major political parties and the president of the United States seems very invested in making uh, making Americans not believe in vote by mail. Washington State has been vote by mail for almost a decade. Can you talk about the security measures that are in place for uh, vote by mail? Oh, holy cow. Um, a, a ton. I would just break those into uh, maybe three sections, cybersecurity, physical security, and the way we manage our people. So in terms of cybersecurity, uh, we've had a lot of good journalists doing these stories, and I've been really proud of how accurate the journalism has been. Um, every county in Washington state is blanketed by an Albert sensor, uh, which and they're all connected together and they're monitored 24 hours a day, seven days a week by a third party, in addition to the security operations team at the Secretary of State's office. Uh, that is basically a networked uh, trigger system, an alarm system that allows us to know immediately if people are trying to do anything from deface our website or launching a new DDoS attack uh, or trying to gain access to voter registration or tabulation systems. And by the way, another feature is every single tabulation system in Washington state is air gapped, which means it is not connected in any way to any internet, not even to um, in, in internal office networks. Um, Pierce County does an independent audit of that just to triple check and verify that we are air gapped. Um, Pierce County is one of the larger counties, has a really strong IT department. So in addition to that Albert sensor, we have tons of um, uh, breach, uh, breach and defense systems built into our IT structure. Everything is two-factor authentication. Uh, so any of our employees that are using uh, the voter registration system to assist with registration and issue ballots is um, using two-factor authentication. They've had a criminal history background check. And we, we one of, and let me jump to people. <laughs> one of the ways we keep elections safe is by limiting access with own, with role authorization and only allowing people to touch sensitive systems that have a need to know and have been thoroughly trained. Um, our, our physical security is outstanding in Pierce County. Um, we have 24 hour uh, cameras running in, I believe it's 17 locations in the election center. So we know who comes in, who goes out, what room they go in and everything that they're doing is on camera. Uh, ready to review in case there's an incident. And by the way, those camera logs are part of the election archive at the end of the election, and they go into safe storage along with the ballots. So if a quarter were to come up, we would have that to go back and research. Um, Nate, I could go on and on. Uh, I've just, <laughs> but very, very surface level of of our security. Holy cow, I could go on forever. One of the questions that a lot of people have in conspiracy land is about like how ballots are verified. And so I'm blessed. You all sent me a ballot electronically. Um, I got to vote basically on my phone and fill it out and sign my ballot on my phone. Can you talk about how you verified the identity of the voter for each ballot? Well, sure. Uh, voters uh, that are listening that received a vote by mail, you're, you're special. <laughs> so you're a Uacava voter. Um, most people are, well, 99% uh, of the people are going to be receiving a ballot by mail. Mm -hmm. And when they it in the return envelope, there's an affidavit on the outside that requires a signature. 
And there's also a mailing label that has a barcode on it. So step number one is when it's returned to us, postage free, by the way, whether Dropbox or U.S. mail, when it's returned to us, the first thing we do is put it through a scanner and it reads that barcode and um, pulls up your voter registration record and immediately uh, in real time records in the statewide election management system that we've received a ballot from Nate Bowling or Julie Anderson. Um, the second thing it does uh, is it scans that signature and it um, pushes it out to our people um, and they compare it with the voter registration um, uh, signature that you have on file. It may be, if you registered by paper, it might be that paper form, but mostly People are registering through Motor Voter when they get their driver's license or interact with the driver's license with DOL. And it's probably going to be snagging that um, signature that you have on your driver's license. And we'll do a signature comparison and match to that. All of our people are trained. Um, we have 30 employees plus our 13 full-time staff who are qualified to review signatures. And they're trained by the Washington State Patrol Fraud Division in signature verification. Very cool. Uh so one of the things about American elections that I'm teaching my students and they struggle with is, is that basically every state, because of Article 1, Section 4, gets to make its own election laws. Yeah. And so like Minnesota and Wisconsin have now said that no ballots received after November 3rd will be counted. But then like in uh, North Carolina and Pennsylvania, uh, basically they're given like I think up to nine days as long as it's postmarked. So we we do the we do the North Carolina, Pennsylvania thing where like if it's postmarked by election day, you're good to go. Like, uh, yes. So call that a received by date um, rather than, excuse me, a, a cancellation date rather than a received by state. And I've got to tell you, Nate, that one of the biggest challenges in this election, because people are paying attention to it and there's so much controversy and people are rapidly changing election laws in response mm -hmm. to COVID, outside noise washing into Washington state is super confusing for our voters who are the infrequent or new voters. So thanks for bringing that up. Um, in Washington state, you need that cancellation stamp if you're mailing and it just has to be, it just has to be processed by the post office before or on election day, November 3rd. And it could arrive all the way up until the day before certification. So that's like 21, 20 days after the election. So we're actually even more liberal um, than those states you just mentioned. Okay. Um you mentioned the spillover from elsewhere. Are there any legal challenges? So the reason why Minnesota and Wisconsin are not doing uh, postmark by election date is because legal challenges. Are there any legal challenges here in Washington state? No, Washington state, it really is hanging together and has a lot of support. You mentioned that um, the Republican party is, uh, you know, involved in other states and misinformation or trying to um, trip up attempts to uh, implement vote by mail or expanded election laws. That is not the case in Washington state. Uh, the Republican Party has had a hand and has been involved in this 15 year journey of vote by mail. And we've got a Republican secretary of state and the Locally here in Pierce County, the Republican Party has been great about consistent, accurate messaging and, early, uh, and urging people to vote early. So no, no drama in Washington. This is a mea culpa for me. Like I, I so obviously I'm very much into civics. And when Washington State decided to go vote by mail, I actually thought it was a bad idea because back in 2008, I remember like I took the day off work. I canvassed the neighborhood. I brought pizza to polling stations and I've never been more wrong in my entire life. 
like vote by mail is definitely, definitely, definitely a way to go. So, and it shows in our statistics and our performance too, in terms of um, expanding the franchise and uh, having better turnout. Uh, that's why we are consistently in you know the top third of states in terms of voter registration rates and voter turnout, and that's only getting stronger. So we'll take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about actual ballot counting. Uh, Julie, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back. Hello, I'm Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, We Art Tacoma. This episode of Channel 253 is sponsored by TAPCO, Pierce County's original credit union. You might already know that credit unions are not-for-profit financial cooperatives with a focus on enriching their members instead of big bank shareholders. TAPCO is committed to serving Tacoma and Pierce County, just like Channel 253. That means when you put your money there, you put it back into our community. Think about it. You go to the night market, you go to the Grand, and you shop at local stores. So why not keep your money local too? TAPCO offers the products and services you need home loans, auto loans, checking and savings, online and mobile banking, all with lower fees and better rates than big banks. Plus, TAPCO donates to local causes and supports our community in other ways, so you can feel good about helping your neighbors. To learn more about our local choice for all of your banking needs, visit tapcocu.org. My thanks to TAPCO for their support of this podcast and Channel 253. About this time every episode, um, I normally ask people to join Channel 253. What I want to do today is I want to thank some folks that heard the call and joined. So Lisa Jarrett, thank you for being a member. Alexis Scarlett, thank you for being a member. Uh, Sarah Detweiler, thank you for being a member. Jackie Oliver, thank you for being a member. And Valerie Carlin, thank you for being a member. Your membership dollars make this possible. Uh, if you enjoy what you're hearing and want to hear more conversations like this with elected officials, with professors, with authors, please consider joining Channel 253. It is $4 a month or $40 a year. All right, Julie, I know I only have you, have you for a little bit, so I want to get right back to it. Uh, I, You mentioned that like I'm special, and you're right, I'm very special. Uh, but So I actually returned my ballot on September 29th. Yep. So. So can you talk about what happens to ballots that are returned before Election Day and when does counting actually start? Uh, this is one of the reasons we're urging people to vote early is as soon as we get your ballot, we put it on that sorter, sorter you get credit for voting, um, and we immediately begin processing, checking that, um, verifying your identity, checking that signature, and then we actually open the ballot, inspect it, and uh, get it ready for tabulation. And we actually run it through the scanners as soon as we have enough ballots to call up a shift of people. So we've been we've been um, processing ballots and scanning them into the tabulation system for uh, weeks now. Um, and it's important to note that when they're scanned into a tabulator, that's not the same thing as counting. So ah, that was my question. That was my question. Ah, yeah, you, do, you got me. Know who's winning or anything like that. Um, what... A, Pierce County moved to a clear ballot digital scanning system three years ago. And what this system does is it takes an image of both sides of your ballot and then it stores the image there. It's not until after 8 p.m. on election night that we hit that magic button and it accumulates and totals all of the races. 
Um, so we do not know who's winning. We do not have early results. And by the way, that's part of the misinformation and disinformation campaigns that we're expecting is that people will start tweeting out that they know the winner, that mm-hmm. uh, it's over. And people who have been waiting until the last minute to register or may just now be thinking about it would get discouraged and not come. Um my message is don't believe what you hear unless it's from an election official or a, well, unless you hear it from an election official (laughs) and uh, don't get discouraged. Your vote counts. And if you are um, uh, coming to the election center on election day and you hear election results, shake it off. No, that makes total sense. Uh, What is turnout like this year and how is it comparing to back in 2016? Uh, Well, we're seeing double the number of early returns that we did in 2016, and we've been holding steady at that for um, since October the 16th. So um, we're it's very high. Uh, We've projected an 85 percent turnout in Pierce County, which would uh, be record breaking. Um, The last uh, robust turnout that we had was. President Obama's election in 2008, which was 84 percent. We're expecting at least 85 percent in this election, and we're prepared for 90. At what point in the evening will voters in Pierce County have results on uh, county executive and local races that they can start making like uh, projections based on? Um, you get all the results at the same time. So everything that's on that ballot from president to advisory votes all the way down to appeal court judges is all going to come out at exactly the same time. Um, Based on our prior performance, we're going to have those results posted on our local website at 815 or 820. Um, And we send a copy of that PDF to the Secretary of State site. And then with a secure, clean thumb drive, we upload the results into the state election management system. This is an important point because um, the people that are listening to this podcast are eager beavers and very Mm. Um, (laughs) they're the refresh, refresh crowd. She's talking to you, Joe Weisman. Joe, she's talking about you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Joe knows. Joe knows this. Um, you're going to see local results on our website posted before you see them on the state site. That's not because anything is wrong. I repeat, nothing is wrong. Uh, but the secretary of state site is managing the uploads from 39 different counties and they are, doing some cybersecurity cross checks and auditing before they post the results on the state site, because they want to be absolutely certain that what gets posted is correct. Mm -hmm. So give them grace and a little bit of time on the state level. But if you're anxious, just go to local websites and look for the election results as a PDF file on our website. One more question. I'll get you out of here. Uh, in Pierce County this year, there's a writing candidate for sheriff who I and many people of my ilk are supporting. How is the presence of a writing candidate going to impact tabulation and or complicate your life? Uh, it, it's not going to complicate. We um, we changed election law for write-in candidates a couple of years ago, and it it. it it, it means that we don't have to account for Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, which is a huge help. And we're only going to be looking at write-ins that have a declared write-in candidate and um, uh, 
I think it's Janice Bridge in the case that you just mentioned, or Marty yes. McClendon for con Congressional District 10, but they all declared. So we will be uh, counting uh, their names. I've got to warn people again, expectations. On election night, election law says that unless the total number of write-ins is enough to, have, to make a difference, uh, we're not going to report out all of the declared write-in candidates. So you're not going to see a line item for um, Ms. Bridges in the sheriff's race, unless the total number of write-in candidates uh, is enough to make a difference. That's a time-saving strategy. The, uh, the election law was written um, so that we don't end up using uh, time and delaying results presenting write-in candidates when it wouldn't make a difference. That makes um, sense. But, but eventually we'll be able to see how they performed. Okay. So, Julie, this is coming out on Election Day. Uh, do you have any last minute words of wisdom for voters who are downloading and listening to this today? Uh, yeah. Uh, your first trip, if you if you live in um, Pierce County, is please um, go to PierceCountyElections.org. Uh, that's step one. Um, and come to the election center as early as you possibly can if you need in-person service. That includes if you lost your ballot. If you aren't registered, those are the two reasons to show up. Do not show up because you want a, a voting experience. Uh, this, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. It's going to be wet and rainy, and there are going to be people who are newly registered and truly need our help. Do not clog up the lines because you want to FaceTime handing your ballot in. That's going to lead to traffic. You're going to be staying in your car. Um, and I guess you can honk when you go through. But um, we're ready to help. Come as early as you can. Stay in your car. Um, and don't don't give up. If you hear election results being tweeted out from some other state, brush it off. But get there as early as you can. Julie, thank you so much for your time and those words of wisdom. Um, you're not super on the socials, but if people want to follow you on the socials, where should they look? Well, I'm pointing everybody to Pierce County Auditor. So whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, uh, we've got a pretty good presence there. And just just look for Pierce County Auditor. Don't don't look for my personal stuff because I'm putting all of my energy into the work work channels, not my personal channels. Julie, thank you so much. Uh, Y'all, make sure you get your ballots in. Make sure you sign the envelope. Make sure your voice is heard. Do not be deterred. This election matters too much. And do it early. Everything shuts down at 8 p.m. prompt, whether it's a drop box or the voting center. Early, please. Wakanda forever, y'all. Wash your damn hands. Wear a mask. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. A voice recorder. iPhone. I type slow. Oh. Nerd Farmer is part of the Channel 253 podcast network. Check out our other shows. Interchangeable White Ladies. Give Me the Mic. We Are Tacoma. Move to Tacoma. Taco Man. Flounder's B-Team. Crossing Division. Citizen Tacoma. And What Say You? This is Channel 253.